Haley. And I'm Ellie. This is Two Kids and a Broadway Star. We've been doing theater together since we were five years old, and we both want to be on Broadway when we grow up. We are obsessed with musical theater. We're going to interview our favorite real-life Broadway stars. Our parents said we only get one minute to freak out when the star joins us. Then we'll talk about their careers and life on Broadway. Then we'll freak out for one more minute. This episode, our guest is John Barthelmas. Barthelmas, Barthelmas, Barthelmas. Hi, John! Hi, girls. Oh, oh my God, God, I can't God. believe it! Oh, my gosh. Okay, now let's be professional. Okay. How long have you been directing? Um... A long time. I don't even remember. I wouldn't add it up. A couple years. Quite a while. So when did you decide you wanted to be a director? Can you tell us your background as a director? Sure. Um, I actually have no official training as a director. Um, I did not go to school for directing, but I had a really, really awesome director through high school, uh, Mr. Burnett, uh, Mr. B, as he was called. And I learned a lot from him by watching him and watching to see how he created shows, to see how he interacted with cast members. Um, and then throughout college, I was doing a lot of community theater and a lot of amazing directors that I worked with. There's this one amazing director, his name is BK uh, Wally Walford. And he was uh, kind of a gruff guy, very loud at times. He was like scary uh, if he would yell at you, but I learned a lot from him. Um, and then I just jumped in head first and kind of figured things out as I went. Um, I knew what I wanted. I, whenever I read a play, I envision it. So there's like a movie going in my head. Um, and what I had to learn was how do I get the cast to do what I want while also taking into account their ideas and their skills and whatnot. Um, so it's been years of trial and error and you know, shows that worked and shows that didn't. And yeah, so kind of on the ground training. Why do you love being a director? I love being able to mold a story. I love working with a bunch of different actors and other directors, choreographers and music directors to create something that didn't exist before we had our hands on it. And I really love being able to uh, manipulate an audience and their emotions. So I love to get audience members to laugh, uh, to cry, to go, ah, and, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun being able to create these things out of nothing. You know, we had a script, we had people, and then we create a show based on that. That sounds fun. Yeah. So I know you have your studio. Um, where'd mm -hmm. you get the idea for Spotlight? Well, it's actually a story. Um, I was working as a software engineer, computer programmer, making some good money and doing theater on the side. And I got the opportunity to direct a summer theater camp out in Gates called Star Camp, um, which I'd been hoping to get for years and years. But as soon as I got that, it meant I had to quit my programming job. So I did without thinking too much about it. And then at the end of the summer, I realized, hmm, I should probably do something. 
So I loved doing the summer theater camp so much that I thought, hey, what if we could turn this into a year-round thing? So I started out teaching classes and doing shows at recreation centers in the area. And uh, then eventually, uh, Caitlin, my uh, now wife, found the location, the original location of Spotlight, which was actually another studio. And we bought it, renamed it, and did shows there. And then we got the new space. And so, yeah, that's my story. So how do you choose your yearly lineup? The yearly lineup at Spotlight, um, we have, well, specific kind of slots that shows have to fall into. So there's a K through fourth grade slot, the fourth or eighth grade, and then the senior high slot, and there's the fall and the spring. So we have those shows that we have to fill with musicals. And then there are certain times of the year that plays, the non-musicals happen. Um, with the musicals, we choose based on um, popularity of a title, because at this point, Spotlight's not the only game in town, and we kind of have to pick shows that are going to be attractive to the kids. Um, otherwise, we won't get the kids. Um, and also will be a decent mix of cast members. Um, so if I find a show that has one lead, that's probably not going to be the best bet for the studio. We have to find something with a lot of opportunities and a lot of parts. Um, so that's how the musicals are picked. Um, and also partly preference. Like uh, when Mamma Mia was getting ready to come out with the, with the high school group, I've been waiting for that for years. So as soon as the rice came out for that, boom, we jumped on it. And then with the play, um, we have a fall show, which is usually something a little bit more Halloween flavored or spooky flavored. So we've done uh, Dracula, Arsenic and Old Lace. We're doing a Halloween radio play trilogy that uh, someone we know is in. Yes, Ellie, that's you. Um, <laughs> And then we have the the winter show, which is always, it's a wonderful life. And we do that over and over again because I love it. And which both of you have been, been in several times. Um, and then in the spring, we have a, an early spring and a late spring. And the late spring is usually something a little bit more um, dramatic. And the early spring is something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, they sometimes flip flop uh, depending on what we can get for licensing, but um, and also a lot of it is preference. You know, there's, there's a list of shows that I keep on my phone that I've always wanted to direct that I think would be great opportunities for, you know, younger and older kids to do. And, you know, when the timing is right and I can drop them in the schedule and we can get the rights to it, then that's what we do. Yeah, it's kind of cool how theater can also be like a hobby and a business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hobby for a lot of people. It's a business. It's a lifestyle for a lot of people. And, you know, it's, it's, everyone's got to make their choice as to how much theater is part of their life. We definitely want it to be a part of ours. It's our life. It's my lifestyle. What is it like working with a bunch of different age groups? It is a challenge. It is a lot of fun. It is sometimes heartbreaking. Um, with the little kids, it's it's sometimes like herding cats. <laughs> we used to be like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. We still are. Fun seeing the, the look on their face when an audience applauds for them or laughs for them or when they get a dance step or um, when they do a solo and, oh, my gosh, I felt really good and so forth. So with the little kids, it's all about just experiencing theater. 
Um, and then with the middle age group, it's like fourth through eighth grade. So you can see the fourth graders coming in and they're, they're, they're bright eyed and they're nervous and they're raw and um, they're not always as confident and not always as talented, but through the four or five years, they grow and they become more confident and they, you know, they, they figure out what it is they can and can't do on stage. Um, and it's a lot of fun to watch them grow. And then as the high schoolers, they, they really come out and they shine and they really work hard and put together amazing shows. And um, on top of that, they become really close friends as cast members, which makes the shows even better. Um, so, yeah. Even though I'm in fifth grade, I'm still, I still feel like I'm like the herding cats. Ellie. I am. Sometimes. <laughs> Very loud cats. Have you trained anyone who's been on Broadway? Yes, quite a few people actually. Um, partly some of them uh, through my studio and some of them through uh, some of the school shows. Um, one of the biggest ones, Clay Thompson, who uh, is out of Gananda, uh, has done a bunch of national tours, but also was in Newsies on Broadway and was in the original cast of Matilda. Um, Matt Kemp is currently, well, was on tour with uh, Dear Evan Hansen as the Dear, uh, Evan Hansen understudy. I'm M Michael Motkowski is teaching out of New York City. Colin Nims was on the national tour of Music Man. Uh, Lindsay Zimmerman um, was a Disney performer in what would have been my favorite job at Disney. She was on the Jungle Cruise. Um, I see, Lonnie Hoskins ended up being on the Disney cruise ships performing and now teaches at Spotlight. And uh, Tommy Vendorfrendo is another music director at a big theater in Chicago. And he was in High School Musical with me years and years ago. So quite a few. That's really cool. <laughs> what do you want your students to learn from you? Teamwork and hard work. Uh, shows only work when everyone works together. And one of the things that I usually give as advice when people are getting ready for auditions is that the best parts go to those who are best prepared. So if you want something, you got to work for it and you got to work hard. Um, you can't expect to just walk into opportunities. They're not just going to fall in your lap. You got to find them and you got to work for them. So teamwork and hard work. What's the most stressful? Because we all know that they're stressful. Auditions, tech, or the shows. And I've always yeah. wanted to know how you like cast people because that's like Same. difficult <laughs> well let's talk about the stress first to me and i know this is going to be a really really heck answer none of it if it was stressful i wouldn't do it i am not a fan of stress i know i create a lot of it but i'm not a fan of it myself so i do my best to create auditions a rehearsal environment and a tech week and an opening night that is not stressful. For me, for the kids, the, uh, the cast members, uh, for parents, um, because a lot of it is sometimes their first time, a lot of it is they're trying out theater to see if they like it. Um, and I don't wanna create a stressful environment. I wanna create something that they love that they will keep coming back to. If, even if they don't come back to Spotlight to do theater, but they do it at their own school or other theater groups, um, you know, I want to create an experience from beginning to end that is fun, that is not creating of tears and not creating of stress and so forth. Um, so one of the things I learned as a director is the, the cast needs to learn the show and they need to know, show, know it well. Um, so by the time we get to Tech Week, well, you guys know, by the time we get to Tech Week, we've already been running the show for weeks. 
you know, we put the show together really, really fast. We learn the blocking, we, we learn the, the vocals, we learn the choreography, and then we run the show, run the show, run the show, where that's where we can find our character, we can really nail down all the details. And by Tech Week, everyone already knows the show really well. We've already been running with lights because I'll set up at the booth and run lights. And, you know, we've already been doing some costumes and some props. So Tech Week's just another step up. Um, so it's it's not the same everywhere. Tech Week's elsewhere can be grueling. You know, some schools have what are called Marathon Day, where uh, the cast shows up at 9 a.m., the cast, the orchestra, the stage crew, the tech crew, and everyone shows up at 9 a.m. and they plod through the show. Um, they break for lunch and then they'll do the show again. And sometimes they'll get through the show once, sometimes they'll get through one and a half times, but you know, they'll go till nine o'clock at night and you know, it's literally a marathon day. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. As much as I would love to have 12 hours straight of theater, um, by that point, everyone's tired and cranky and you know, I don't, I don't want to work that way. So I, I want to create theater that is not stressful. And one thing that you told me once um, that you tell all of us at shows usually about like when we get our parts, you're always like, um, if you're complaining about how small your part is, um, talk about it in like February when we do the show, you know, mm -hmm. you will know yeah. it's not small. Cause even if you don't have that many lines and you're always saying, don't count the number of your lines. Cause the number of your lines doesn't, doesn't matter. matter because he will have you on in almost every scene, no matter what part you play. Right. And you know, one of the things that a lot of kids don't realize, especially if they get the smaller part um if a part was if a character was not important in a show the author would not have included them you know as the author is creating this storyline you know they'll have characters and then they realize this character is not important so they'll write it out um nothing on stage is not important everything is there for a reason everyone has a purpose um to the point that if this pr particular character does not show up things don't happen things fall apart so everyone that's on the stage literally is important to the storyline. Otherwise, their character would not exist in the show. What are you working on right now? Right now, all right, let's see if I can remember all this. Uh, the youngest kids are working on a cute little musical called Phantom of the Music Room. Uh, the fourth or eighth graders and uh, the older kids are working on Fame, the musical, which happens to be one of my more favorite ones. Um, the K through 12th graders, the all age musical, they're doing Annie. Um, the two plays that we're currently working on are the Halloween show, uh, which is this trilogy of Halloween related classic radio plays. Um, so there's some Edgar Allan Poe, Rudyard Kipling, uh, Oscar Wilde stuff. And then we're about to start auditions for the 10th year tradition run of It's a Wonderful Life here in Fairport. Wow, you started at the year I was born. And you said that um, you said that you wouldn't care even if no one came anymore. You'd just sit back in the audience and the cast would do it for you. Pretty much. Sometimes I wonder with It's a Wonderful Life if I'm doing it for an audience or if I'm doing it just so I can watch it. Yeah. Well, the audience is important because they buy tickets, but, you know, I, I, I uh, very often when I'm directing that show, I'll find myself as a director, I'm supposed to be watching and taking notes and, and, you know, finding things that can be tweaked. But sometimes I'll find myself just enjoying it. 
and and watching it just because I love the story. And uh, usually that show pulls out the the the, the really hardworking kids in the cast members um, that are are enjoyable to work with. So. And last for the most important question, what is your favorite Broadway musical slash what are you listening to right now? Um, if I'm to pull something up on Spotify, it's usually either Mamma Mia or Book of Mormon if my kids aren't around. <laughs> um, for a while, I was listening to Moving Out, which was the uh, Billy Joel musical and it's really just a really long ex exorbitant dance recital but it was billy joel music um sometimes les mis i'll listen to a lot that used to be all i would listen to um there's this one musical you probably haven't heard of it i've listened to it a couple times the album's pretty good uh, it's like a two-disc album it's um what's it called alexander i forget the guy's name some hamilton, uh, hamilton? oh you've heard of it Oh, oh my gosh, it's a Hamilton! How could you not oh know God. that John? Hamilton! <laughs> I won't admit it, but I'll listen to that. Um, sometimes I'll just say, play Broadway music, and boom, it goes. Yeah, and because Hamilton I'm telling everybody at Spotlight tomorrow that you listen to Hamilton. I'll deny it. It's Bandit Spotlight. I yeah, mean, it like, is. It's pretty can bad. Can you please unban us? Please. please. Everybody loves Hamilton. You guys understand why I banned Hamilton as Spotlight? Because you think it's overrated and everybody will talk about it? No, because usually the kids will sing the first line of a song uh. over and over and over and over and over. And that's it. I won't get the whole song, just the first line, because oh, yeah. that's all they know. So that's why I banned Hamilton. All right, so okay. thank you for thank coming. You. Anytime, my pleasure, girls. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends about it. Thanks for listening.